0: From the 305 to the 303, this is TCSP. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome
1: Dr. Brian and the Casually Serious Band.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Casually Serious Podcast with Bob the Cannabis Cowboy and Ken Man on today's episode of the Mixtape, Heavy Metal Memories. shit my bad you know what man i don't know whenever uh whenever dr brian and the casually serious band get together man it's just uh it's a thing of beauty man
0: it really is it Again, really is
2: that theme music is badass ken man how the hell you doing today man i'm doing great man how about yourself i'm all right i'm all right man a little bit yeah. of uh, a little bit of some stomach issues but that's my life yeah. anybody who knows me knows that yeah that is the truth man Nothing so it like that like
0: here, him. man. Beautiful weather. Loving it outdoors tonight in South Florida because I can.
2: I was going to say, that beautiful backyard of yours, Ken Mann's got himself a nice little parcel of land down there in South Florida. And uh, uh, for obvious reasons, an enormously gorgeous pool because that uh-huh. is his trade. Um, so we're getting jealous as hell there.
0: Yeah, well, there's more important things to talk about than my backyard tonight. So what? Uh, <laughs> what do we got on the docket, man?
2: Well, uh, speaking of backyards, um, my milkshake, no, wait, we (laughs) actually have, we 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 weren't
0: going to do that show. Remember we said we were not going to do that show. Not yet. Not yet.
2: What's up guys in the chat, Jay, what's going on, Bobby? How's it going, man? We'll get to, uh, we'll get to talking to you guys here in a little bit after we do We do our segment, but we do have a special guest that we're going to bring in real quick because we are talking about, um, heavy metal, um, metal. The the music, the memories that are around it, and uh, you know, not oddly enough, I happen to have somebody here with us along with Ken Man. We all grew up together, um, and we have shared a lot of these heavy metal memories. So, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the casually serious podcast our brother Jay.
3: <laughs> greetings, gentlemen. Greetings, <laughs> greetings.
2: Jay, he goes by only one name. So, don't you fucking dare try and use his last name. That's
0: one, one letter, and one letter even. One letter.
3: How are you gentlemen doing tonight, man?
0: Excellent, man. It's so good. You're our first guest on the Casually Serious podcast, man. Number one, and, man. And Love maybe it. The, maybe the last. You never
3: know, dude. It's <laughs>
1: also yeah, possible. <laughs>
2: producers are, could just get real sick of you and fucking fire you off the window or something. You never know. <laughs> Done before it started. <laughs> But uh, we also might have another special guest popping in here. I'm not really sure if he's got some technical difficulties, but since he wasn't really coming in to hang out as a host, he's just going to come in and throw some information in at the end. I I imagine he's going to probably be a little late to the show. But at any rate, ladies and gentlemen, this is the mixtape. And obviously, this is a casually serious podcast. But within this mixtape today, we're going to talk about heavy metal. And as I as I was saying earlier, heavy metal is one of our favorite genres. Uh, As you can see, I've got one of my favorite bands behind me, as does our brother Jay. Ken over there has got his favorite backyard behind him. But at the same time, we all grew up listening to this. Yeah, (laughs) we all grew up listening to the same kind of music, buying most of the same albums, and uh, you know, definitely listening to some of the same music over and over and over again. So, um, you know, at this point, what is your Ken man? What is your earliest heavy metal memory?
0: I would have to say I was at a friend's house who had an older sister and her room was just plastered with Iron Maiden posters, just Iron Maiden everywhere on wall to wall and just incredible posters, things that I was looking at in awe. I'm I'm like, wow, what is that? I want to know about that. And, you know, obviously she, the music would be coming from the room and stuff. So that's probably my earliest memory of being able to say, wow, this is a, an older person, not much, but, you know, when you're that little, there's a big difference between, you know, nine and, you know, 12 or 13, probably 14 she was, but that's, uh, that was something that I really took away and said, I need to know more. I need to understand more about that. And that's probably what turned me on to it originally, as far as my most, my, the oldest memory I can go back to having to do with metal.
2: Jay, how about you, man? What is the
3: earliest uh, heavy metal memory you have? My first memories were being sitting on the hill in Kendall Lakes Park, overlooking the parking lot where all the burnouts used to hang out on Fridays and Saturday nights. You know, trunks open, playing music, frisbees having a good time, and just wondering, like, who are these, you know, this tribe of wild people in my neighborhood? You know, it was fear almost like. You know, you walk like you get close and then they go, hey, who are you? And you run away and you come to, to peek back from behind the tree. And, and eventually they accepted us as part of their tribe. And then I became their leader. <laughs> <laughs> You're fucking right, man. That was and, that's that's beautiful. And just what it's worth. I bought that Iron Maiden poster that you remember seeing in her bedroom for six dollars and change that I saved from my lunch money in junior high, <laughs> and I have it in my living room to this day. So that, that's that crazy. Should-
0: that should be mine by default then, since it's my earliest memory. I'll give you the
2: six bucks, but that should be my. <laughs>
3: <book>. <laughs> six dollars. You owe me six dollars.
2: <laughs> you know what? It's funny that you say that, Jay. Honestly, because I I, I was gonna kind of mention that, and uh, honestly, the uh, Kendall Lakes, like that little mini, the golf course, that little mini park, or little, that little section of land. It, but it really, Kendall Lakes Elementary, like you said, and and. Places like that, I think going and hanging out and listening to people listen to the music Mm -hmm. is what started me on it. Because, uh, you know, even though I was, uh, you know, probably I guess I would say 10 or 11 at the time by that point my brothers had already inundated me with their selections of music with Boston and kiss obviously and a lot of stuff that i was listening to that i considered hard rock but it doesn't really you don't absorb it i don't i don't think until you go into like a social setting and you start seeing people reacting to the music and you're like why are they fucking doing this like that doesn't what the fuck does that even mean you know like why do, why do they
3: turn one song up and fast forward through another one so it's yeah Exactly. So,
2: I mean, it's definitely that's definitely one of my my earliest memories is, is, and it's probably the same thing. And while we're at it, man, and uh, I'm going to go ahead and bring our other guest in here real quick. Uh, Somebody you guys definitely know very well. We'll call him (laughs) Riles, man. What's up, dude?
4: Hey, what's up, (laughs) Billy? Okay, first of all, Ken, I have this fucking Iron Maiden poster known to man on my wall. (laughs) Okay, and Jay. I do not come people, into
1: your
3: room.
4: Yeah, yeah. And Dave, <laughs> those people you were looking at at the park were me and my friends. Yeah, you know? it's,
3: it's <laughs> and that's why I actually and actually this is in the radio show bill. This is an intervention. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's fucking right too
2: because he's five years older than us mm-hmm. and i was gonna right. i was gonna start name dropping but we had this conversation before the show that we weren't gonna do that so you know and it's it's always those guys with the fucking camaro and they're listening to music and you smell these weird smells and you see cigarettes that's really the earliest earliest memories i have as well too so i'm glad you brought that up
4: Marcus um, what and it- jeff <laughs> and <Gushan, laughs> Uh, Bruce
2: no. Ludd, man
4: <laughs> what is names your, out there.
2: Bill, what is your uh, earliest uh, heavy metal memory?
4: Kiss Kiss seeing the album cover of Alive 2 in the record store and going what the fuck, oh mm. my god I want that mm. uh, or maybe ACDC's uh, If You Want Blood, We've Got It album cover that attracted me and I bought that one, so probably one of those two
2: Wow. Yeah, that's great. it's kind of crazy that you say that, too, because I, I, I was definitely saying to myself, I'm mean, going to mention Kiss in terms of this, because is that really considered metal? And again, growing up, I kind of always considered them metal, and I believe it was more of the imagery than anything, because if you just listen to their music, it's straight Beatles rock, really, is all it is, <laughs> um, and, and it gets a little... Sometimes it starts getting a little bit heavier, like Parasite and stuff like that. But for the most part, it's just straight down the middle, rock and roll. But you're right, man. I think the imagery, the fire, the blood, how's that not fucking metal? I don't know. Um, and so that was that's definitely part of it, too. Obviously, you passed all that shit on to me. But um, by the time I was ready to start going to concerts, man, I, I definitely had a healthy a healthy lust for heavy metal. Um, the metal yeah, this is the social part of it was definitely what, what I found first. It was just like, why are these guys all gathered around smoking these smelly cigarettes,
3: listening to this, you know, aggressive music that I have to now start listening to? And it, w- and it was being accepted just because of a t shirt you wore. Get off the school bus the first day in junior high and you look around and you find the other kid wearing the Iron Maiden shirt or the Metallica shirt and you just walk up to him and you're like, can I sit next to you and not get beat up? And they're like, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm.
1: So- <laughs> that's a good that, was point, my, dude. that
3: was my junior high experience. No man. <laughs> it was we were, terrifying, we were like a, terrifying and miserable. So,
2: the good thing about what we've got going on here with these four folks right here is that we cannot fucking lie right now. There's absolutely <laughs> nothing we will get away with lying about. Absolutely so not. We no. will call each other that's, on it right fucking away.
0: That's why, um, why I'm not saying anything. I'm being super quiet. <laughs> the
2: fifth.
4: Please, the fifth. One, two, three, four, fifth.
1: Um
2: <laughs> So, we actually went through a few uh bill before you got on we had kind of a few things planned so don't feel left out about we're going to involve you in this but uh after we get ours um so as we were talking about the earliest memories that kind of slides us right into the kind of like the first i'm thinking what's the first heavy metal album you ever bought ken what is the very first heavy metal album you bought
0: Well, you know, this is an interesting question because you just mentioned earlier about categorizing what music could be considered metal and what wouldn't. And I think I'm different than a lot of folks because I'm not putting, you know, Kiss or even Motley Crue or any of those bands in metal to me. I mean, that's more of a rock category. So, And the only reason I say this is because the member is QR3, but I don't even want to put Quiet Riot into metal for me. For me, my first metal album that I purchased was Metallica Kill Em All. And that was just after I heard, the side to hear one song and I was ready. That was it for me, 100%. So fuck QR3. I mean, Quiet Riot's cool and all, <laughs> but fucking Metallica Kill Em All, man. That is absolutely my first album, first memory, first thing I paid with my own money to buy, 100%.
2: Nice, nice. Let's see what's up with that.
0: Well, you know, we got a little.
2: Me, we- you know that okay here we go
0: With the music play
3: Always
2: <laughs> that's good stuff right there man that, <laughs> that right there is just that's the that's the stuff that uh that and, and i remember ch- man and they dressed right.
3: like us. They didn't. They weren't doing the spandex. They weren't doing the, the scarves or nothing. It was just like these four dudes in jeans and t-shirts that are yeah, the same people were- that beat, beat you up in junior high school. Piece. <laughs> <Beat me laughs> junior- yeah,
2: my fucking brother's friends, the fucking dickheads. <laughs> <laughs> Those fucking guys. <laughs> Yeah, for real, dude. They did, you know, and they they started the style, you know, and mm-hmm. I understand that we have to talk about the new wave of British heavy metal if we're going to get into that conversation. But, you know, it was – it's the style hasn't changed, man. Like, I'm friends with Jason McMaster from Dangerous Toys, and he's still, like, 80s metal dude, you know what I mean? Like, dresses like it. And, and <laughs> most people think that it's this fad, but I guess since My we're style. not – yeah, like we we might not all dress that exact way, but or of have, have the hair anymore. <laughs> right. Three, three, yeah.
4: Doesn't
3: Steel Panther still live in the '80s? One of the yeah. most inter- one of the most entertaining concerts I've ever been to.
2: Yeah, they're they're just they're just a fucking party band. You know and what I mean? It was, right. It was fun.
3: It was silly, but it was it was fun. So it worked. Okay.
2: <laughs> it was
4: silly. So Bobby, I'm going to hijack your podcast, and I'm going to ask Ken when his first Metallica show was. My
0: first Metallica show—the first time I saw Metallica would have been at Monsters of Rock in nineteen eighty. What eight, six eight, in the Orange Bowl? Eight, sorry, eighty-eight in the Orange Bowl. That was the first time I saw them live. Yeah, I multiple times were, after that. Yeah, that was the first time. Yes.
4: Yeah, I saw them a year earlier at the uh, Injustice for All show, and mm-hmm. I think it was
3: Queensryche that opened for them. That was oh, after. Nice. That was after the Monsters of Rock. Sure, wasn't it 82? Yes. No, Monsters of Rock was first. Okay. Because that, was,
4: that was the last time I saw them.
3: That, Here's a little that bit of really. uh, that was a
2: good show. Something, something <laughs> you might not know. Not only did I not go to Monsters of Rock, I've never seen Metallica. Wow. Are, mm. I didn't even know you know, <laughs> I've never seen them live. Here's the deal. By the time, like I said, we're talking about eighty-eight being injustice, right? And and right. and if you know, I didn't really start gearing up and going to shows till maybe a little bit later than that. But even at that same time, like I could not stand anything after Injustice. Right. So there's no yeah. way I was going to a Metallica concert.
0: Right. I agree. I agree. You don't want to hear anything off of black. It's or only
2: now it's where I could be like, all right, I I can go check them out. They're fucking cool. I there's a couple songs on Death Magnetic that are really good and old school. There's a couple on mm. Hardwire that are pretty good that are old school sounding. I'm not gonna subscribe to the whole albums, but at least they're realizing now that people want to hear fucking whiplash you know like i want to hear um, Lars try and play dire's eve but fail miserably Um,
4: nothing else matters with my lighter in the air (laughs) jay what was your what was your
3: first uh the first heavy metal album you purchased well what's funny about this it it was a peace of mind by iron maiden and i'm sure and positive that it's because of bill because Bill told someone who told someone who told me that there was a backwards message on that. <laughs> and that's the main reason we went to the store to buy it. And then I held it in my hands and I saw that artwork and it was just, I, I had to know what this was. I had to be, I had to understand it. So took it home to our friend's house and tried to summon the devil. Um, didn't work, <laughs> but once I heard the drum intro to uh, where Eagle stare, it's just hooked to just to this day, just, it became part of my life.
0: And, of course, we don't have Where Eagles Dare. Two <laughs> Where Eagles
1: Dare! That's one
4: of my favorite Maiden tunes.
3: Yep.
0: Absolutely.
3: Kenny and I saw oh, wow. this good. Sorry, and Kenny and I go, uh, still travel the world. <laughs>
2: copyright won't allow me to go much further than that, guys. Don't, don't, uh, don't hate me <laughs> for that.
3: And band, to this day, Kenny, yeah, Kenny and yeah, I, I still travel the world to see that band because that's that's, that's yeah. what it means to us. That's right, man. It's our religion. Yep, hundred
0: percent. Yep.
2: There was a good stretch. I know that we did. Um, I know that we did three in a row. It was uh, like four, 14, 16, and eighteen, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Thirteen. I don't know something like that, which yeah, is, that is pretty badass. Nice. Yeah, yeah, that was a uh, that was a lot of fun, man. After and, and it's crazy too because when it comes to Maiden. Oh man, how do I say this without getting fucking crucified? Like, I'm good with Maiden at this point. Like, I'm good. I mean, like, for, cause for a solid five years, I managed a Maiden tribute band and we, played mercilessly we toured mercilessly with those guys and I heard every fucking Maiden song over and over and I'm not saying that I'm sick of it I'm just saying like there's this feeling that you have to chase these certain songs for me anyway and you certain feeling you get from a band I feel like I felt all that with Maiden already I would never say no to going to a concert but I don't think that they're at the top of the list for me anymore just because of all the discovery and like you said the amount of times we've seen them and you've seen them but I mean then you can ask me well why have you seen Slayer 15 times
3: uh because they're good every time. Because they're what,
2: fucking good. But so's Maiden, dude.
0: Iron Maiden will do a show and do the same show, the same set. And Jay and I saw that show, what, five times? And, five times. And we saw two of those shows in different countries, one in Switzerland and another one in Spain. And what was cool about that was being able to be there with crowds of people from another country and seeing that their acceptance of the band and their just passion for the band like ours was. And uh, and Bill, you understand this, we were able to get first to the barrier on both of those shows. So we were just right up in the front as close as could possibly be. And it was just an experience that I know Jay and I will never forget that because one of those shows, the one in Geneva in Switzerland, was in a tiny little indoor arena, super tiny, smallest one they played the entire tour. And then in Madrid, we saw them in Atletico's soccer stadium, which was
3: enormous. enormous. 80,000 Spaniards singing maiden songs in their second, in, in not their maiden language. You know, it was, so man, it was
1: absolutely
0: incredible. It was, it was, was just a, it was it was beautiful. It really was. And this is why we actually plan our vacations around Iron Maiden. And And to your point, Bob, I agree with you. Like, we already know the set. We know the songs. We know what's coming up. But you know what? these guys aren't going to be doing this forever. You know, these guys at their age cannot continue this for that much longer. And when we're a little older, I want to be able to say at least that, man, I saw those guys as much as I could because it's worth it for me to go and see those guys. They're all memories. All those shows we saw, even though they were the same exact show, they're all awesome memories to us, especially the one in Switzerland because he spoke in French the entire time and we had no
3: idea what he was saying. but It was really cool. (laughs) And we will take Riley to her first Iron Maiden show.
1: And I don't know about all
4: of uh, Ken and Jay, real quick, um, you guys were, are very lucky, first of all, because European and South American fan bases are the greatest metal rock fan bases. So yep. going to a major show in Europe and in South America is totally different than going to see a show in America because you totally. are so passionate. Right. The ground shakes,
3: it's they so do that smart. bouncy thing.
4: Yeah, yes, just, yes, mean, they,
3: they
1: do.
4: Especially in Spain, love it. They absolutely love their metal. So shit, I would have loved to have gone to see a show in Europe or South America. See Maiden. Um, I remember watching uh, Rush's Rock in Rio and watching how that oh. how they reacted to the band, and I was like, I got chills. I'm like, holy right. shit!
2: When they were singing Y Y Z without yeah. lyrics to Y Y Z, it's pretty they, fucking amazing, man.
3: They sing the guitar solos,
2: right? Yeah. Amazing. yeah and i think it's funny is that you know i i guess maybe brazil would be that first sort of crowd that i remember yes. like you said obviously rock and rio but um those were the first crowds that i i started saying to myself dude do you hear what these fucking people are doing like they don't they probably they obviously know the words but they don't know no so they're but they're parting to the fucking beats and the music and the guitars and the notes and the All solos that's that's the reason why, like Bill said, obviously if you can get a if you can get to see uh, see a metal show in Europe, you're you're one step ahead because they just never lost the love. But it's also as I was speaking earlier, my buddy Stony was the creator and bassist for this uh, metal uh, Iron Maiden tribute uh, called Drifter, but also an original bands trying to break it. And it wasn't until he went to it with a band that was actually located in Europe that he was finding success because it's just, it's just still like 85 over there. Like, you know, like they're still modern, obviously, but they're fucking 85, 1985 metal everywhere, but America because of the trending that we do. It's
3: so insane,
4: dude.
2: And that yeah. goes
3: for, you know, some of the other classic music as well. Yeah. And over, over saturation of tours. You know, if you live in Buenos Aires, Argentina, you get maybe two or three shows a year. So when you go, you go, you know, you save up for your favorite bands and,
2: I mean, I'm not gonna say I feel too bad because I've seen some ridiculous lineups for some of these fucking European festivals. I'm like, really Same. how the hell did you do mm. that, dude?
1: I don't
4: know why we can't get those here. I just I don't know, maybe it's the money.
2: It's there's no way to sell that out in America. Right. Oh I, there's I no mean, way.
4: I mean, unbelievable, like uh um what's the and Donington? I mean, Monsters are rocking yes.
3: you could probably
4: mm-hmm. get that here. I just don't know why they it's, don't. It it's amazing.
3: Transportation. You can get anywhere in Europe to anywhere in Europe in like 20 hours on trains. Yeah. In America, in America, you got to hop in the car and drive and it's just.
0: Yeah, but if you do a big enough show and you have the right names at the show, I mean, really, it's who you're bringing out. I mean, it's, you know, at the end of the day, that's what's going to bring crowds out. It's going to have the right names at the show.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, That's what I, remember, <laughs> I remember as I was kind of growing up and listening to various kinds of heavy metal, hard rock, at the same time listening to hip hop, as most of us were, Miami, Florida was different without spinning off too much into a different direction. Miami, Florida was, I think, a little different than most places because obviously the great hip hop and even some of the awesome punk and thrash was coming from New York and it trickled down to Florida. <clears throat> Excuse me. So we were able to get all of that but we also got a lot of west coast metal and a lot of it being in miami was kind of cool we were sort of an antenna for a lot of really different great music
3: but <clears throat> having from, said that
2: stuff from south america ahead. like
3: Sepultura and stuff
2: yeah eventually you know we would get to hear some of that too yeah, yeah which i don't i don't know how quickly we'd have been exposed to that if we grew up in like montana or something
3: but, but um,
2: still, it still hasn't got there yet
4: <laughs> That started off in like say 2000 2001 in miami but they just stopped coming down because they couldn't sell anything out anymore. Right. right. So they, they yeah. would go every, they'd go to Fort Lauderdale and stop and then go mm-hmm. right back up to Orlando. They wouldn't come <clears> to.
2: <throat> well, I remember, and I didn't find this out till much, much later. Uh, the, the band whose album I first bought for a heavy metal band had probably been touring for about 75 years before I bought this particular album. And anybody who knows who I'm talking about knows Uh, Twisted Sister has been a touring band Had been a touring band for probably I think 10 years by the time this album Came out Uh, but when I saw Twisted Sister it really had nothing to do With the fact that they were dressed in drag although that Was a little bit more terrifying than I thought it would be Um, They were just really 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 heavy and uh, I don't know man there was just something about them That I I was like I gotta have their first album So Stay Hungry was the First album that I got um, That was heavy metal and uh, I mean, I don't know. There's the so- songs from this album are are just so good. It's just it's so just scary. It's so <laughs> scary, dude. They're gonna burn it
1: <laughs>
2: oh, in Fucking wear those shoulder pads, D. lower
4: <laughs> lord, what? humongous. <laughs> what show was that that you saw, Bobby?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Lord in heaven! JJ French will eat you. Mark Mendoza will have your babies for dessert. It is just an insane <laughs> band, dude. Uh, what, and uh, I,
4: what year did you see them, Bobby? I've never seen Twisted Sister
2: either. Oh. No, we're, we're, uh, this is the first uh, the first metal album we all we purchased. Oh, okay. is what we're talking about?
4: I saw them. They opened for they opened for Ozzy one year. I forgot oh. what year it was. Might have been like '84. No, no, that was. Oh yeah crew was part of it with somebody like in 84 85 Dio? that
2: right there um that right there was 2005 and i think that was the and i i kicked myself cuz i don't really know i don't really know where i was mentally in 2005 matter of fact i think i was down in miami at that point point. 2005 was that tour when they did stay stay hungry front to back and i i was like i've never seen twisted sister i have to go to this fucking tour when it happens and it just happened and i didn't hear about it until like 10 years later
3: and again I they just, they, I they headline Hundred thousand people festivals in Europe. They they yeah. play after Maiden. You know they headline those shows because it's just a it's it's such an oddity oddity. But you know they've just been gone for so long. When they came back, people were just like, gotta see it, gotta see it, gotta see it. Yeah. Well, Bill, having uh,
2: pretty much been the age group that pioneered the fucking metalhead, the burnout, the rock scene, the metal scene. What was the first metal album you bought with your own money?
4: Fuck. I don't know, dude. I, I was know, man. It was like eight, nine, maybe. Fuck, I don't know. It's gotta be it's gotta be either Kiss Alive Two, which I think was 77, or uh ACDC's Let There Be Rock. It's it was one of those two in there. But after that, I bought tons of fucking I was an album junkie after that. Um, Right,
2: because I remember getting them for Christmas. We'd get them for Christmas, but we didn't buy. I know there was a couple that I remember opening for Christmas that you opened, obviously. Um, But I went
3: to to Specs and bought them, by the way. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) Specs. Let me sleeping out for tickets. That place was awesome.
0: That's true. Sleeping out at Specs for concert tickets was a really cool experience that we had (laughs) growing up that you could (laughs) not do today. Except except for they made us sleep,
3: they made us sleep in the back in the alley, dude, because we scared off all the shoppers at the mall. Yes, as did. Bill, yeah, so as Bill
2: knows, and you probably you guys probably don't know, but Bill knows that my mother in law is great friends with Ann Spector, the owner and creator of that um Interesting. that yeah, music cool. shop. And that was actually my one of my wife's first show um gigs working, which I think she got fired from or something. But <laughs> wow. Specs, man, that was the local that was a local place in the Lakes Mall. We all went and got our tickets there until Echo Drug started doing Ticket Ticketmaster Master. and we'd go there. Right. Right. That was the shit. Yep. Yeah,
4: that's that where I bought shit, those man.
0: albums from. My first album was bought there too, actually. At that specs,
4: yeah. Yep. Yeah, The specs on US one had been around since the what was it the sixties? That was been there. For, yeah, that one's there forever. Yeah. It's gone now, but you know, all there's of them pe- are gone Peaches now. also, which was a big one. Peaches, yep.
2: Ken, what is your um? What's the best memory you have that's mm-hmm. attached to heavy metal?
0: Wow, well, I mean. This one, for me, I would have to say is going to be my very first um, Iron Maiden concert, going back to Iron Maiden, uh, was the original Seventh Son tour at the Hollywood Sportatorium here in Miami, and I went to that show at the age of, I believe, 13 with uh, with my mother, so I was too young to go to a concert by myself, so I Bad told ass. my mom, it I was it somewhere in time. There. I, I'm sorry, it was I'm so sorry. You're absolutely right. It was somewhere in time. It was not the seventh sun tour. My bad. Thank you, Jay, for correcting my 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 memory. Thank it's you. So, I, it's because I, I know. So Jay, of my course, parents when I was sitting at home
3: so angry on the couch watching headbangers balls. Like
0: <sighs> So he was bitter. I gotta go because my mother is, you know, a hippie and she's awesome. And the she best. understands the love of music. So she's like, All right, but I'm going with you. I was like, I don't care, whatever. Let's go. So my mother and I went to, thank you, Jay, Somewhere in Time, original, what was that? What year was that? You know,
3: Jay. 86. 86? February 86.
0: Wow. So it was incredible. Obviously, the show was awesome. And I was 13 years old. I'm 12, 13 years old. That was just one of the most incredible memories. My mother couldn't hear for a week. Uh, she said, "Visually, it was pretty incredible, but yeah, not a huge fan of Iron Maiden." And she was deaf for a while, but um, I love her for it. She's she's awesome.
4: <laughs> didn't didn't our mom want to take us to rock shows, Bobby? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I had to lie to my mom most of the time. To our mom, to uh, just just to uh, get out of the house. Let alone try and fucking fib that I'm going to a concert. <laughs>
3: Did we go to Orlando one time, Bobby?
2: <laughs> oh my God, dude! Let's.
3: <laughs> she may be
2: watching this. You, are, you,
3: you, you could get in trouble here. That phone's ringing now, isn't it? <laughs> She's gonna ground you in your own home.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Jay, what is your uh, what is your what is your best uh, heavy metal memory?
3: It was uh, Metallica on the Injustice for All tour with uh, Queen's right. It was on a school night. And I wasn't allowed to go to concerts on a school night. So that morning, instead of getting on my bike and riding to school, I got on my bicycle and I rode to the James L. Knight Center.
4: James L. Knight. I remember that. That's Which,
3: where- is, a, which is about, what, 36 miles from Kendall? If yeah, not yeah more. dude, it is. It is. From Miami. I rode my bicycle there, called home, said, I didn't go to school. I'm not coming home. I know I'm grounded. I know I'm in trouble. I'm, I'm sure it'll be worth it. And uh, fortunately, I bumped into someone that I knew at the show who was there with their older sister who ride a pickup truck. So I was able to throw my bicycle in the back and get a ride home, but, uh, got in a lot of trouble for it, but it was so worth it. Just seeing Metallica for the first time, actually really, yeah, good, dude. really good seats too. Good job. And, um, it just, one of those life changing, this is, this is where I need to be. These are the people I need to be with, you know, I'm not into religion, so this is my religion I suck at sports, So this is my sport. So it was, it was family, and was cool, man. And I smelled marijuana for the first time that night, <laughs>
2: <laughs> and it was really? glorious.
3: Was what is beautiful. your?
2: It's glorious. <laughs> it smells like the Lord Jesus. Um, <laughs> what do you, uh, What about you, Bill? What is your? What is your favorite? Uh, what is the best uh, heavy metal memory you have? Uh,
4: Dio in eighty five. Maiden, Live After Death, 85.
0: Oh, I hate you for not being Uh,
4: (laughs) My backdrop,
3: my backdrop. Best show ever. Uh, Fuck, Slayer at the Cameo? Jesus Christ, you chose, dude. We drove by the Cameo today, and I took pictures of it just remembering Slayer at the Cameo.
4: Yeah. God, fuck. I, I, I just don't remember a lot of them, but those are the ones that stand out only because I was just like... Just, a, just amazing. Iron Maiden was fucking amazing. Just their stage show back then was just insane.
1: Nice.
2: Yeah, that was a good stuff right there, man. That was a great show. That was a great fucking show, man.
4: I told you probably. I told you my Guns N' Roses, Motley Crue story last time, right, Bobby? Uh, I don't know. Let's go. So Motley Crue uh, released Girls, 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 87, I think it was, and Guns N' Roses was opening up for them with the Sportatorium. Nobody knew who the fuck Guns N' Roses were. The album had just come out and never hit. I worked my way up to front row, can't wait for Motley Crue, and Guns N' Roses came on and it was the loudest fucking awful fucking show I ever saw in my life. I was like, "This, get this fucking guy, Axel Rose was screaming, get the fuck off the stage, okay? So six months later, we finally started hearing Appetite for Destruction. I'm like, God damn, I saw these fucking guys before anybody knew who they were. And I just did not pay attention to them. Two years later, I went to the New Year's Eve show. I think it was at Joe Robbie Stadium. I was like Mm -hmm. 89 to 90 or whatever it was. I paid like $200 for a fucking ticket. I'm like, I should have paid attention. Holy
2: shit. Back then, that's fucking money. (laughs) Yeah, that's Crazy. Yeah, I the, the, you know I I, the Hollywood sort of authority I i that's actually one band where I know that when they first dropped when they first um you know that debut album was probably one of the best debut albums that put him up there within the top 15 20 of hard rock heavy metal of all time <laughs> um, but I think I think they wore on me really quick uh, and, and I don't think it really had anything to do with the media and and you know axel, axel, axel I just think hearing that album so fucking much i like I can not hear it anymore over saturation i put put them i put them up there with acdc where i just can't listen to them anymore without like unless it's a specific song
4: i i can't listen to back in black acdc but all the old bon scott stuff i still jam to
2: right i agree
4: like fucking whole lot of rosie jesus christ but all day long man that's what
2: i mean yeah there's a and shout out to uh to lee scott and big balls which was another uh amazing acdc tribute band that used to open up and for drifter uh yeah that was the that was the good years these guys just did all the bon scott era so i got really acquainted with that because of that too as well but it's kind of amazing man like they it like you know they were a lot harder they were a lot crazy driving harder it seems like with bon scott um i just think they were more reckless which is sort of what caught them got the eye of everybody and then i'm not saying they toned down much
3: but uh, are, there, are there any different any existing bands that you haven't seen that you really want to that are still touring? Yeah, that well, that would be in a normal world that you have not seen
4: that I want to see. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, I don't know. I, I I think I've seen them all that I all the ones that I've wanted to see. I think I have. I mean, I I really stopped paying attention to music after like two thousand three. Like any new shit, I don't really care
3: about. So yeah. I, think I, I think I've think i seen them all. It's a good thing to say, man. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> and it's well,
0: probably I mean, the consensus of the four of us, to be
4: honest. I've,
3: I've, I've missed Overkill twice, and I am <laughs> so bummed about that, dude, because I love
4: way, If you want to go way back, fuck uh, Led Zeppelin, 1975. I'd love to have gone seen them. Big yeah. yeah. Floyd Animals, 77. I would have died to see that. And they played in our backyard at Miami Baseball Stadium in 77. So oh. and I think Gina went to that show, Bobby.
2: Oh my god.
4: Yeah. That's she went the of those, yeah. So Aerosmith in the 70s I would have loved to have seen. But again, I- Miami,
2: Miami Florida man for for the you know the 60s, 70s and the beginning of the 80s was oh, very yeah. Uh fucking rednecky, southern, you know, mm-hmm. definitely rock and roll forward. I, you know, I le- I knew about Molly Hatchet at a very young age. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like there was just sort of that southern fucking rock thing was pretty
3: big, man. And yeah, there, 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 the were all, there were big all there were all day festivals it. at the Orange Bowl with yeah. like Ted yeah. Nugent, Molly Hatchet, Leonard Skinner, you yeah, know, right. just like 10 bands in one day at the Orange Bowl. People forget was, and the tickets were 1050. So we, we called it Miami
4: before it was <laughs> Miami. It's <laughs> true. Right around 1980. Yep. Yeah, How about the U.K.? Uh, yeah, around 1980, that all changed.
3: So. Everything changed. Yeah. In Miami. <laughs> yes, it did. It's
2: funny that Simon, uh, our our brother Simon, is like, I was with you guys at Slayer. <laughs> yes,
3: in the van. <laughs> right, he was there. And by the way, Simon, you stole my Nirvana Nevermind cassette. I would like it back.
0: Yes, and I would constantly be in your car listening to that Nirvana cassette, having not known that you took it from uh, my friend Jay. But and it I, did we it were subsequently driving
2: times. around in, in Simon's car, listening to that tape afterwards <laughs> exactly. That's sure what I'm for sure for a, a long good, time. A good
0: of
3: time. We, we went we went to the point he, he, he had the best system, so we put it in. We listened to it like side A, side B, side A the whole night, nothing but Nirvana. And the night was over, and he's like, "Hey, man, this is some great music," and drove off. And I was like, "Hey, that's my tape, and you're my ride. Where are you going?" People are like, tape? Well, my, you know, what, "What are these people talking about tapes?" A tape. Is I a gotta say the uh, magnetic that,
2: that Cameo <laughs> show for sure is probably, and I don't know if I want to say it's my favorite, um, but at the same time, it was it was the very first amazing metal experience I ever had. Was that show 1991 uh, at the Slayer at uh, Cameo Theater? Uh, so opening. much so that yeah with testament opening up for the uh doing the um new order that was they were, they were touring in support of that right and that's pretty fun uh, no see. it was a
3: uh, practice which beach oh yeah. really
4: yeah, yeah. new no order was, like, 87, was. I mean, uh, yeah. was 87 i think got, it i mean uh that was 87 i think
3: uh, got i i've got seen tests i've seen testament more than any other band because they always opened up for all right. the other bands and they're one of my favorite they're great so good
2: they, oh, yeah, because between I think between 2007 and 2012, Ju and I saw them like six times, yeah, along with Megadeth, along with um, <laughs> yeah, at the fucking summit out here, man. Like, it's so crazy, man. I just but that I saw, was I saw Russ Rob,
3: Russell Robbins popped up. He's got to say, What's up, Russ, man? Thanks yeah. for showing
2: up, man. He said he saw Overkill at the Button South and met them, met and saw Robert Plant and Jimmy Page. And he was that slayer with us. You know, we could. we, <laughs> yes, he we was. And I, I know that. Uh, I don't. I know Jay. I don't know if you have pictures of that night. None, because you None. normally are the one that has uh pictorial references of, of, uh, of, in some way. You're the only one that has any of that shit. Uh, but I do vividly remember that van ride, and it's sort of like the kidnapping scene in old school. Uh, <laughs> and, and, uh, and Silence in the Lamb, one of the two. <laughs> around like. We had drugs we should not have been probably it, it, it had on us uh, at the beginning of that
3: show. Do you um, remember the, the parking spot we got?
2: I do remember. It we was right. Up,
3: in, I pulled up and like a delivery van left, and I just parked right in front of the front doors. We got out I of the van and into it, the man. venue. Yeah.
2: There was a lot of reasons that I contributed to being one of the best heavy metal nights I ever, I ever experienced, <laughs> and it was that parking spot was one of them because I remember <laughs> saying. Just driving around, like, dude, when are we gonna fucking get there, dude? And then, you know, eventually we we wound up parking. I'm like, you know, fucking great, now we're here. We have to wait in line now. Fuck. <laughs> the
1: <laughs> the, free birds. the Fabulous Freebirds, the Fabulous
3: Freebirds in the pit.
1: <laughs> and you know, parking and so, on the
0: beach is terrible. So, I mean, right. for, You know that, that that venue for those of you don't that don't know is a small theater venue on Miami Beach, right on Washington. That's was really cool venue, but
3: that that and, was one that was one of two times I was afraid at a concert. Because I was sixteen, you know, and it—it's a Slayer show, and it's—I it actually, I, I want to go a little bit farther back, farther back, farther back, farther back, and at some point I ended up in the bathroom during Dead Skin Mask. So,
1: Mister Gain where I
3: saw—I right. I won't even get into the story. that I saw in the bathroom at the Cameo of <laughs> That's and, a uh, Bill, Bill. Uh,
2: Bill, so Bill, did I ask you what's the you? We did ask you what your best memory was, right? Attached to metal
4: that I remember. Yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> ken
2: what ken what is the uh what is the worst the worst what memory is the you have?
0: worst memory whoa worst metal memory I don't you know, know and we, we i
2: guess i guess that's a very vague question but really yeah. like it could be anything from like you getting hey. in trouble because you were listening to a record to, to lying about a concert to just going I to a guess, bad concert all right
0: all right all right then i got one actually and it's gonna i'm gonna be going after an artist in particular who i've had tickets to see on three different occasions and all three times this artist canceled on me Um, some of you might know who he does does it a lot, and he's done it here three three times. Ozzy Osbourne. Yes. Uh Ozzy, man. I have yet to see Ozzy. Three different times I've had tickets. Uh I currently hold tickets to his show that he's supposed to do in May of 2020, May of 2021. Now it's May of 2022, if Sharon decides he's allowed to. I agree with Jay. It ain't happening. I'll never see Ozzy. So maybe that's my negative metal thing.
3: There Ozzy you hates, hates
0: you, Kenny.
4: Yeah, he does. He does. Hey, Ozzy does hate I saw his first and second farewell tour. Oh, look at yes. that. See?
2: I saw that his first, first one, one yes. Hmm. I saw that no was more there. tours.
4: Sunrise Musical. <laughs> was was Sunrise Musical Theater was the first one he did. What? No, no was
3: Miami Ar- it was Miami Arena. Yeah, That had been too small. A well, there was another one that he did that was a
4: farewell tour. And I think, candle Candlebox opened for him or fucking something. I don't remember. But it was at That's the time I could look it up.
2: Candlebox opened up for Rush, a show that we saw. Bill, did. that was
4: '94, that I think. Yeah. That was the tour. Yeah.
2: Because I remember getting kind of blown away by those guys too. I was like, those fucking guys. It's sort of like everyone talks about Godsmack. I'm like, I don't like them, but it, even Jay's like, you have got to see them live because they're yes, fucking great live. have to see
3: Godsmack live. So good.
1: Hmm.
3: And that that is one of my better worst experiences at a concert was Godsmack opening up for Motley Crue on the 25th anniversary of Doctor Feelgood and Godsmack came out and just blew everybody's head. And then Motley Crue came out and did a Motley Crue show. Yeah, it was
1: 1991. <laughs> <laughs> you found it. Oh, sorry we canceled on you, man. Can't.
4: <laughs> but I also saw Ozzy with uh, Motley Crue, and you didn't miss anything, Kenny, because he was absolutely fucking hammered on every show, and he really? slurred and sucked. Surprise. Yeah. I was right. happy to see um, the uh, Jakey Lee play in '84. Uh, so I was there for the guitar because Ozzy was always yeah. Well,
0: the oh, guitarist man. is usually the best musician on the stage when when you're at Ultimate. Audition. Ultimate
3: Sin is such a good album, man. I'll yeah. say one it is of my, one of my Bark is, yeah.
0: Bark one of is my well, favorites. man. Bark is too, but Ultimate yeah. Sin, both of those albums to me. I mean, beginning to end, awesome albums.
2: He yeah. never plays "Thank God for the Bomb." Why not?
1: <laughs> <laughs> nuka, nuka. <laughs> <laughs> nuka, nuka, nuka.
4: He
3: so,
1: hates
4: uh, that fucking album. He hates it. I don't. Yeah, know. Yeah, he does.
3: Yeah. It's really? the production. It's the production value. He he wants to remaster it because it 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 sounds paper thin. Like if you listen to it through good headphones or good stereo, yeah. it's like yeah. it's, it's like scary. theater pain, like theater pain. It's so thin. Yeah. So there's yeah, no theater, low that end.
4: Album, that album fucking sucked, except for except for "Home Sweet Home." I'm fighting words, Bill. Well, <laughs> <did>
1: you're <laughs> a
3: pain, really, for Motley Crue. That was the that was my introduction to. Oh, because fucking uh, it's like it's like "Somewhere in Time" was my introduction. That was the first new music that I got. Yeah, right. so that will always be the dearest to my heart. Okay. It's like. And Justice for All. It's not Metallica's best album, but it's my favorite album because I listened to it on my cassette tape, which was, you know, zip tied to my BMX bicycle riding around Kendall Lakes Park until I crashed. Bunny hopped Kenny Manheimer's head.
0: You did. Thank you for that. <laughs> I might not be him. here today. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I did not this... kill Kenny Manheimer. Is... I've got a very... Uh, you bastard. A... I said your last name. They're coming to get you. Dude. I suppose my... Uh, I have a cliche
4: one. <sighs> he's so fucking bad now
1: oh
2: my god oh my god in heaven man they're the
3: only people that were like thank god for coronavirus we don't have to go on tour now so jay
2: Jay and i were at this show um and it, it was it you know i wanted to go i guess maybe i was talked into it for some reason but because of uh, was this sad. was really the reason why I wanted to go. Kiss were really good
3: that night, though, man. Because yeah, they were playing a track.
1: the <laughs> <My> house.
2: <laughs> so yeah, did you? This and- was who we were waiting for, but Motley Crue, fucking. Really did not do very good. Well, uh, they, first of
4: all, you don't blame Motley Crue. You blame the fat fuck in the front. <laughs> hey, I was not in the front, dude. <laughs> like, yeah. But apparently, he's lost like sixty pounds, and he's singing like you know. If I don't know if you saw the Van Halen um, shows in like two thousand twelve when he came back. Yeah,
0: um, when David, David when Lee Roth. David the Roth g- I saw that. I saw,
4: I saw those shows at Fort Lauderdale, and yeah. David Lee Roth sang there.
0: every other word. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly, and not well. Eddie. No, not well at all. It was fucking exactly.
4: Awful. I was there to see Eddie, and he was yep. fucking hammered, drunk too. Yep, he was. Yep. You know, yep. you don't I even have to ask, you don't have to ask me, Bob Van Halen, and those two dates were very disappointing. That was my issue. It's one of
2: those I've heard a lot of bad things about that tour. Just like the, yeah. the police, the police reunion as well. Like that those two tours, notoriously.
0: That was two thousand and eight. That tour like with that. with David Lee Roth. Yeah, twelve years yeah. ago. We're old.
2: It's just that you know what the pro- the problem with uh, the problem with uh with Roth is that we know we 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 always know he wasn't really a singer singer but the theatrics right. he did with his voice is something that you cannot you couldn't hold up you can't continuously right. that ah, I can't even do it anymore dude that fake that's that inhale scream he does is right. fucking he does it in everything and he can't put it in there and it's just like wow all right now he's just like yeah. smiling all the fucking time trying to hypnotize you with his teeth like so,
0: so, so, speaking of real quick to, to that kiss show, you were, because I was at that show too, that most recent one. And, you know, to me, it was a pissing contest between Gene and Paul most of the time of who can control the crowd and get more people mm-hmm. to cheer for them. When it was Paul's turn and he did that all... Y'all want me out there? Y'all got to cry for me. What do you want me? You got to call for me. I mean, I wanted to kill that guy. So whiny and obnoxious, man. Seriously, like cut all that shit out. Sorry, I know oh, you're both he, for the Christians, but it was no, super
2: annoying. He speaks like he's possessed by a uh, New Orleans black man. Yeah, um, yeah. it's really he's got this southern 80 year old. How y'all presence.
1: do it out there?
2: Like, it's it, it's is
0: weird. That? That, it is very he should not talk. And you see Gene kind of like cowering behind, oh my god, like shaking his head, like, oh god, please stop this.
4: You know, no, they used to do that with Ace spoke. <laughs> yes.
0: I, didn't know, I, I didn't know what Ace had
4: to say. Oh god, one do of your, the come on, dude, do your ace, buddy, please.
3: I, this Atlanta, do <laughs> I
4: don't know why I was. that's when I stoned some cocaine later, guys. How you want to do that?
3: I don't know why I was. I don't know why I was surprised, <laughs> but that Ace Freely show that we saw at that little venue in Denver was one of the best rock concerts I've ever been to.
4: Oh yeah, he, he was fucking. But you know what? He was awesome. But his other guitarist was really good.
3: Oh, um, Richie Scarlet. Yeah, yeah. Scarlet. was yes. a badass. So yeah. good, so good. But it, and it, and it was no nothing fancy. It was like five dudes and amps and a drum. No right. fire, no pyro, no inflatables. Just, just playing it, man, and it was so yeah, good.
2: Got, you know, he's got that. He just kind of put that band together. There were guns for hire, but they were they were fucking yeah. really
3: good, man. And then he um, got rid of all of them and hired Gene's backing band, who Gene is the manager of. So, yeah, I don't understand that. It, it's like a Southern wedding, dude. Well, you They're know, you got to do what you got
4: to do. You know what can you do? <laughs> you gotta get your money. You know, <laughs> <You're> fucking do <doing>. it. <laughs> well, you know, fuck Gene anyway, you know.
2: Oh man, yeah, those are. Uh, yeah, exactly, yes, dude.
3: Yes, exactly.
1: What's uh, Ace? Wow. nice. Yep. You, you
3: and know, then, and they, really... were, they were super cool with fans. I remember there was like a little kid up front with his dad, and he's like, he gave up, you know, pics and signed things, and just, it was cool, man. It was a very cool, and a great old venue, too, built in like 26 or something.
4: Didn't Bobby, didn't we see him there again, like a few years later? We saw Ace twice.
2: Yes, yes, we saw Ace. We had seen Ace. Yeah. Do, 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 do. Trying to figure out what year that was. That's tough because we, yeah. That, it, we went it, with they,
4: one time and then we went after that, just me and you.
2: Our lives yeah. have become one big blur. Well, it's exactly <laughs> the reason why. And if you folks haven't done so, uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel because that's what I'm going to right now for reference. <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> Where was I.com?
2: <laughs> I've got all of I've got all of that on here. Um, and I, I know were, Ace.
4: If I remember correctly, Bob when we saw their like Kiss Reunion tour in '94, it actually was a really good show. Like <clears> Ace <throat> was sober, he was playing good. Uh, Paul sounded, you know, pretty good. I mean, I thought it was a great show.
2: It was fucking amazing. That was my first kiss experience, front row center. Seat A and B, we had and I don't know how the fuck you got those tickets, man. But I was I mean, I, I know I was in tears for certain parts of it. Um, it was it was it was an out-of-body experience. I have actually looked at it a couple times, uh, because you can find it on YouTube, that exact show. And it, it's actually kind of amazing how stripped down that was. There was no fucking pyro, they did nothing. It was just like they're a live stage, and that's all they did. They they had the kiss lights, but that's it. There was no fucking pyro or nothing. Uh, but musically, they were badass. Um, but and it's funny that you say that because one of the worst uh, experiences I ever had was one of the best experiences I had, which was at that concert, was when Paul Stanley looked right at me.
1: Yes, thank you.
2: <laughs> took his guitar pick. You,
1: yes, he licked it.
2: Put it in his mouth. <laughs> licked it. <laughs> And I, and I went to the ground and I almost was like oh hey you know like you know like Bill Burr's like oh there's a fucking kid around here get the, leave, get the kid away from me like I didn't want to touch the thing and and I guess there was a girl that was trying to dive and get it I was like fuck that and I grabbed it and he was just kind of looked at me like he had that star thing and I, <laughs>
1: the,
3: the fucking <laughs> Phantom, that fucking Phantom of the Park thing dude and I was just like what the fuck just like happened man thank yeah. you for telling that story because I was going to be like I don't think Bob will tell it but if you're ever hanging out ask him about the pick story <laughs> That one was for you, Riley. Yeah, it was, I don't, I don't know, man. It was, it was creepy, dude.
2: But I remember, I, I still have it. Matter of fact, I'm matter of, yeah, I can, I'm gonna fucking break it out for you right now.
3: Scott, Scott uh, Ian, Scott Ian hit me in the forehead with a pick, and I know he meant it. Look at nice, that. nice, nice. Very cool. That and is a stub. Miami Boy, Arena, really? When that was still there, '96. Good times, dude.
2: That's the piece of the confetti that fell at the end. Yeah. that's not confetti, bub.
4: <laughs> it's Paul's pubes, huh? <laughs> That's,
2: that the, the that show was actually badass. Like I said, I went back and saw it, and it did feel sort of like a garage. They did try and do that. I think certain dates, because um, we were uh, pretty late on that tour, I think, weren't we? I don't know if we were. We weren't one of the beginning dates, um, but yeah. I mean, I that was a that blew me away. <clears throat> I know. I know. After that, I was. I was definitely bit like I've got to see all these bands that I love in on in concert yes. from yeah, there I on remember, out. But...
4: Remember who was sitting near us, just to the left of us?
2: Wasn't it uh, Estefan's kid?
4: Gloria Estefan's son. Yeah. No, right? he old, was, he, he wasn't
2: even looking at the show. He was just talking to bitches.
4: <laughs> hey, what's up, bitches? You know, like just
2: <laughs> doing his thing.
4: He was there yeah, with a friend, was of mine, a... and they got to go backstage.
2: That's some bullshit, man.
4: Yeah. Yeah, they want They
2: lost money. a lot of. They lost a lot of weight for that. And I, you know, obviously we know the documentaries and stuff. They put a lot of effort into doing that, and it just kicked put Peter and Ace in the nuts all over again. Like, uh, come on, you guys just sign this. Uh, we'll give you thirty thousand dollars a concert.
4: <laughs> I yeah. fucking have to get some cocaine. Fuck it, let's do it. You know, if Peter doesn't want to do it. Ace is <laughs> like, fuck cocaine.
2: it. Yeah, like we're gonna let's do it, dude. You know, Peter's like, you're a fucking idiot. You know, like, but again, the story about how they were notoriously screwed is another thing but um talking about that thrash th- that some of the early thrash shows i don't know if all of you have seen it but that murder in the front row documentary is awesome man it's it's, it's 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 so short it's on amazon prime but definitely check it out man it's it's really badass Kenny, they go really yeah, deep into sure watching that. yeah they go real deep into exodus metallica and yeah, I mean, they go. They talk about other bands, but it's pretty much just Exodus, Metallica, and Slayer. No, all the Francisco, all the Bay yeah, that's Area.
3: What my San Francisco scene was, you know, Testament, Heathen, Exodus, Russell, Death Angel. Russell
2: obviously, uh, he got angry. He said he's going to have to fight. Uh, he's going to have to fight me, even though I'm right, because he's obviously yeah. one of the biggest, <laughs> the biggest crew head I know is Russell. Oh, yeah, that is a, yeah, yeah. If there is we, ever a crew fan,
3: we all we all had a weird experience of Motley Crew in Denver that night. <laughs> At least I did. Yeah.
2: Go ahead and say that real quick. I'll be right back. I want you to tell a story, though.
3: Bob ate so much mushrooms. (laughs) Actually, no, everybody chickened out, and I ate all the mushrooms. So I don't remember any of it. But apparently, Russ and Bob had a really good time, and I woke up the next morning by the swimming pool. So Nice. Yeah, it was a good time. New tattoo that I still can't sit down on, but that's all right. All right,
4: Again, I'm going to take over Bobby's podcast, and I'm going to ask you guys: of all the shows that you've seen, which guitarist did you go? Holy fucking shit! This, this guy's fucking um, unbelievable
3: live. It 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 was it was a uh, Zach Wild on the No More Tours tour because it was his it was his first album. So he they uh, Ozzy is Ozzy is so generous when it comes to opening acts or his musicians. And he gave him probably like a 10 minute guitar solo, yeah, which nobody wanted to hear, but he did things. It was just like, you know, I didn't get to see Randy. I I, I saw Eddie once and I actually went to the bathroom during his guitar solo with the Monsters Rock because it was a long day. But yeah, Zach Wild, no more tours, 89, 90, whatever year that was, was, was the guy that I just left going, that guy's going to be something special. Kenny?
0: I would honestly, mine might be an odd one, but for me, it was, it was Alex right. Lifeson from Rush. No, well, Rush, well, because, yeah, well, because me, I, it was the first time that, yeah, I mean, well, I mean, just in the sense of it being Rush versus other bands that I've seen with different guitarists in the, but that's not, you know, for me, drums, I was all about seeing Neil, but I was, Floored by watching him, that you know. I, I think I was the Presto tour or something. I maybe even yeah. earlier than that. But we were all at that
2: concert.
3: We were all didn't there. Didn't Primus open that show? Pri- Primus opened up the Roll the Bones tour.
2: That's the one I saw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Presto right. yeah. was uh, was a, a Candlebox. I'm pretty candle sure.
4: Candlebox. Yeah, I think it was too.
0: I thought it was Queensryche.
4: Actually, I feel like
0: I at least in Miami, I remember seeing. Here's Queensryche here's funny. Here's Miami funny. has what? good what? drugs. If you don't
1: I'm know who opened that show. <laughs> If you research those
2: shows, those tours fucking melted together and and and, uh, and was it was roll the bones first or was presto first, Bill. Presto's bones. All right, so I think that presto roll the bones, yeah. That's what new. that's why I said Bill. <laughs> I, that tour sort of i think they melted into another tour and we were sort of in the middle right, of all that where right. they were transferring and so there's was, there was a, a couple dates where they had different openers i think so i remember researching it because i don't know if i have the stub for it so i was like did i even fucking go to this like i, I need to make I'm sure always, and i almost positive
0: it, it was Queen's drake because it was a freaking sick show i mean i'm a big queen drake fan so to me that show was was
4: spectacular i'm pretty so, sure it was wow
2: man that's ridiculous dude <laughs>
4: This is a book of every tour date they ever did. Look how Ooh. fucking thick it is.
3: God damn. Bob. That's awesome. Didn't you get wow. me one of those for Iron Maiden, but it was from Brazil, so it was all in Spanish? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, think think so. no, I don't think so. That I don't think so. I guess you're not a good friend. Then. No, that sucks.
4: So, I'm going to give you my answer. I saw Megadeth Uh-oh. and Marty fucking Friedman. Mm-hmm. I was front row and I saw He was right in front of me and I was like, this guy is the, one of the fucking greatest guitars I've ever seen live in my life. His fingers are, were just fucking insane. So fucking good. I was so impressed.
3: Was that Clash of the Titans? I don't remember. <laughs> no, I don't remember. Because <laughs> Clash of the Titans was the last show of that tour. And then four nights later, Judas Priest start, started their tour in Miami. And, and Metallic, or Megadeth and Testament opened for Priest. So I got to see that that lineup of Megadeth twice in a week. And yeah, they they were so good. Yeah. That was, was a great big, joke. On Rob- Russell, Rob- Rob- Russell Robbins' birthday by the way. Remember I tried to kill you using a police car? <laughs> <laughs> ah, yes.
0: I remember that.
4: <laughs> I was a bigger Megadeth fan than Metallica. They right.
3: they they were better they were always a better band.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: And going back to like one of the sadder moments or, or worst moments of metal, and I'm not gonna say any names, it was going to high school one day and, and seeing people wearing like Metallica shirts or you know, guns and roses shirts, and like like, oh, I'm a metal fan now. I have a t shirt. And it's right. just like, No, you're not. This is ours. I'll kill you and steal I'll kill you and steal your shirt.
4: So roll the bones Roll the Bones was with Primus.
3: Mm-hmm. Okay. That at was
4: At the Miami Arena Presto. in 92.
0: And Presto yep. was with who? Presto was
4: with Presto. Queen Jack.
2: let me look, let me look. I like just we want are, to we right. are unsure.
4: Presto was 1990 at the arena with Mr. Big. <laughs> He's I just right. want to say, I want He's to be the next right. to be with
2: you. I don't
0: know he is about right.
2: that. He is Ooh. totally fucking right. But no, here's no, here's the kid. thing.
0: Mr. Here's Big. the thing, dude. Mr. Big, yeah,
3: there's it's no gross. Way. Before we had Google, we had. Does it give an attendance? Uh, oh, 50 for a ticket. Thirty-five attendance. Not bad. I'm
2: not paying twenty dollars for three tickets. <laughs> paid <laughs> two hundred forty-five. Nice.
3: Interesting. Yeah, nineteen ninety. It would have had
0: to
4: been here. So
2: interesting. I have an yeah, I have perfect. an odd answer. I, you your question was the best. What you said, the best guitarist you've seen live.
4: Yeah, that well, well, not really the best because. Fuck, but the first. Yeah, Alex Lifeson was is the fu- is a fucking god, and Eddie Van Halen's a god, but like one that you were like, holy shit, this fucking guy's really good. I didn't think he was that good.
2: I tell you right now, uh, I went to a show with Stoney. I had never seen this person perform in my life. There was a uh, a, a heavy metal club in Austin, Texas called the Back Room, and it was a notorious great. It had a really nice stage. Uh, I think Mar- Mark Oliveras was the one promoting everything back then. I'm pretty sure his name was. Um, but my friend Stoney said, hey, man, have you ever seen Dio? And I was like, fuck no, I've never seen Dio. He's like, all right, dude, we're going to go see him at this little club. It was a club that I was always booking and promoting at for my buddy Stoney and his band. He's like, we get a chance to go see Dio now on the same stage I've been playing with, you know, playing at and yada, yada. And at that time, this was their guitarist, Doug Aldrich, I don't know if you guys have ever heard Doug Aldrich before, but that particular that particular concert, he blew me away. Like I, it was his sound and solos were so front and center that after a while, I was like not listening to Dio and watching him. Um, go back on some YouTube if you can and go uh, uh, Dio Slay the Slay the Dragon tour. He is insane. Um, just really, really good. I think he's just one of those guitarist for hires too kind of like uh he's been in like five or six different bands but that guy out of nowhere
4: he was with ozzy too
2: yeah he played with everybody good because he was just a solid really solid good fucking guitarist
4: um and bobby you remember when we saw what's his fucking face for night ranger
3: tommy shaw no brad gillis
4: brad gillis and we're like Fucking hey dude. That guy I remember speaking of the devil going, Oh shit, this guy's fucking kicking ass and then we finally got to see him live and we were like, Holy shit, he is that good.
2: Yeah. He he definitely he definitely was like he was blowing me the fuck away, dude. And and again, I think we knew we knew his history and how it was it was uh it was odd that he was chosen to be part of that band, but Ugh. at the same time like
3: trying to fill their trying to fill their shoes. It's
4: you know, you, get Brad, give no from Night Ranger.
3: Like, really? We're gonna do that? Like, that's who, fucking who can insane. we pay the least to do the most?
4: Fucking Brad, dude. Do your thing, Brad. He's so underutilized in that band.
3: Yeah. All those, oh my all god. All those ripping Night Ranger guitar solos. Right. Except. Except still rockin' America, that's pretty good, dude. That was dude. You know, so that's what that was right there.
2: Obviously, and, <laughs> and you know the the drummer was pretty fucking good. The ability, his ability to be upfront and sing. The fact that they let him do that too as a drummer, I was always I was always pretty. I was always like, that's cool. But then I'm like. No, go in the back. Dude, <laughs> just play drums, like you know. Like I want to hear fucking Gillis, dude. And yeah, me and Bill were just always like fucking Brad Gillis. That whole show, we were like, look yeah. at the Gill. Fucking Gillis is shredding it, dude. I a <laughs> shit about the other guys. Like <laughs> he gets such metal credit for being. And let me fucking tell you, man. I know that a lot of people, and you mentioned Zach Wilde, Jay. I, I personally can't stand. I can't stand the. Yeah.
3: the he has yeah. to be in now, everything. Oh, he now, does. now he's totally obnoxious as a player and a human. So.
2: Yeah, I don't know that 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 speak of the devil band with fucking rudy and tommy aldridge tommy aldridge is one of my all-time favorite drummers yeah. um that band you know and i guess i uh, mean everyone's like how amazing would it have been if randy was still there i fucking get that but he wasn't and brad gillis of night ranger came in and played all of that shit swimmingly fucking well and yeah. then like i said with obviously with uh with uh tommy aldridge just being one of the greatest drummers the Wizard is one of my favorite songs because of the live version of it from the Speak of the Devil. Tour. It's
4: one of the best live albums ever, and it was not even supposed to be made. You know the, the the history behind the making of that album. No, they owed Black Sabbath one more album. Ozzy owed them, so he went and said, "I'm just going to fucking do a live album." All black. You you don't hear any Ozzy solo on that album because it's all Black Sabbath stuff because he owed them money, so he <laughs> did that to pay them. Oh. Wow. It's
3: Get definitely nice one experience.
2: of my my favorite versions of Symptom of the Universe is from oh, that yeah. fucking album. And uh, that's
3: the and only, just, I won't say the only, but that's the only early Aussie album I never bought because I didn't want to hear them doing Black Sabbath songs. Because at the time I was like, I don't want Black Sabbath, I want Aussie. And looking yeah. back, I went back I and put that backwards together with Aussie. Like I got into Aussie, and then I was like, oh, what was this other band he was in? And it was like, oh, it was that, those guys. There are probably a few bands I did that with, if I'm being honest, but. Yeah.
2: I mean i i don't know are there are there any and i can leave this off and i know that but bill said is kind of accurate i know that we in the age group that we are we probably stopped listening to specific types of music or notice that there was no evolution in particular at least in metal um are there any bands like post 98 that you guys are impressed with because i personally um because of jay well i was actually driving around in austin texas in I think it was 90, 99. And I remember, yeah, I remember hearing this fucking song. It was just sort of like, it just was so riff heavy. And, uh, and I don't know why I, I I thought the, the, the chorus was something about Jesus of Nazareth. And I'm like, they're singing about Jesus of Nazareth, dude. This is weird, dude. Come to find out. It is uh, obviously it's slipknot Uh, Jesus. It never ends. It's obviously that. And, 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 I was blown away by them, and I never thought I would listen to a band that was like new ever again because I didn't think anyone else could do anything to me sonically. But when I first saw, when I first heard Slipknot, I was blown away, and then I kind of tucked them away for years until I moved out into to Denver in about 2007. And Jay was like, "We've got to go see them," and then I think we've seen them four times since mm-hmm. because of that. But uh, that's besides them. I don't know. Have, are there any new Slipknot. bands for you guys, Ken?
0: New bands? No, not really, to be honest you with you. I, I, I'm I such a classic rock person anyway that, you know, with the adding metal and hip-hop and the stuff that I like, I just feel like I kind of already got my music. So there's really nothing that I would say after 2000 that's new. I mean, maybe new to me, but not new to, at that time. You know, I have opened my mind to some different types of music that was around prior to that as well that right. I still like, but... But not so much, and especially not in the metal world. To be very honest with you,
4: would you consider a perfect circle? To that, I guess they're two thousand, two 2001. I mean, they're definitely Maybe,
2: yeah. they're definitely metal. I I I, I don't tend to. Um, I don't know if I could call them. You know, it's still it's a Maynard experience, really. So it, it's no matter what. I think mentally they get sort of lumped in with Tool, but they're different, a completely different band, obviously. Uh, and they're I think they're a little heavier in some ways. Um, than one, more than well, I just mean heavier intentionally than Tool. Tool can go on and be heavy for eight yeah. minutes, where you you get a compact in in about three minutes. Sometimes I think with a perfect circle, but they're more accessible than yeah, Tool. Perfect circle is
4: more melodic. They're more melodic than Tool. I guess you could
2: I guess you could count them in there. Honestly, I mean, yeah. um, Jay, do you what? What about like an Avenged Sevenfold or anything like that? They don't.
3: They they were. They're very an Iron Maiden-esque, very grandiose, the two guitarists dueling back and forth. But um, new bands, I got to go with you, Slipknot, man. That was, when I heard them, that was the first time that I heard music and I was like, that is the noise that has been in my head since 1989. If I could take my brain and put it into music, it was Slipknot's first album. The aggression, the anger, the confusion, the 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 DJ with, you know, the the house beats, but the the two guitarists who were Iron Maiden-esque, the drummer who was just, I didn't even think he was a real human being. Yeah. But but You'll Slipknot, Slipknot I, and granted, what, they're like 20 years old at this time, which shows you how old we are. But that was the first band that I listened to that album, and I was like, holy shit. This, this is what has been missing, not in my life, but this is in my life. It was, I have no wife, and <laughs>
1: basically
3: that's what it is. But um, Soulfly, also uh, Max Cavalera's solo project after he left Sepultura, their first four albums are just masterpieces, in my opinion. But Slipknot. Gotta go with Slipknot. You know, I
2: remember that. And TDK,
3: one- by the way, TDK, if you like Little Asian Boys, so good, dude.
2: What? What?
3: Did the I just start? Wait, is <laughs> this live? Are we on, dude? If you
2: all right man. I don't I don't I, I mean I would <laughs> I would be cool with them like I don't know what that means. Um <laughs> Yeah, they're definitely one of the best, dude. And and you know seeing them, Jim, Jim and Mick are two mm-hmm. of the greatest guitarists I've seen live as well, dude. Like yes. just to do what they do and I don't I just don't think they I think they get shit on obviously because of the time and the image and, the,
3: the image and yeah, the, obviously just... who who you're trying to be but it's like no it's who they are and what they do
2: well you know i know that we in some of my other shows that i do i'm on so many shows we usually talk with our audience throughout um we normally don't do that on this show but i I I wanted to say thank you to jay
4: i
3: don't hear the audience these guys
2: (laughs) to jay obviously bobby simon old school our homeboy from miami florida i Uh, want my
3: nirvana cassette back
2: he said, "I think we can go further and dig into these comments. We'll get a little bit more information on that right now. Uh, we know who this is. What is up, girl? I, I misfits. That's to me. That's punk. So I can't. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't go on our list. It's definitely not. It's probably not in this backdrop thing I have over here. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the misfits are one of my favorite punk bands ever, for sure. But they didn't. They didn't. They're not part of this. Simon asked a question." Do you remember Slayer? <laughs> yeah, yeah, remember that yeah. double bass thing? That was cool. I, I pictured Chris Farley. Like you remember, you remember Slayer? They were awesome. Like you know, like that's what I pictured. That was right there. Brandon Reddick, thanks for coming and hanging out. What is up, dude? Um, Bobby was saying you grew up with Metallica. Type typo is one of those bands I just mm. that guy. Mm. Yeah, mm. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's something too. It just felt like it was too much. I think. Um, oh. We got we're getting dated here. What is it? Uh, yeah, Bobby says in 1992 he was seven, so that's cool. Thank you.
1: <laughs>
0: I graduated high school,
2: that ass. I had dropped out two years before that,
4: dude. <laughs> I was 24. <laughs> I did a
2: year He's- in Jay's van by that time, son. Hey, uh, so Santi, what's up? What's up? Um, Victor, thanks for coming and hanging out. How's it going? Hey, Can- hey what's up, Can-
3: Victor? Man- peach.
2: The peach. Canaman mm-hmm. Goat was going on some weird tangent here, but we're just, I'm just going to say hi for hey, coming and supporting. And in. What was uh, this it's, tangent?
1: It's I, would, I, would,
3: I would like to thank both of you guys for inviting
2: me. 2.3 <laughs> million children work in the cocoa fields of Ghana and Cote d'Ivoire. These children are vulnerable to brutal label practices, including trafficking and slavery. Candy companies, uh. including but... He's going to go what? on limited, limited <laughs> oh, to. Oh
0: my <laughs> god! What is that?
2: All right, I applaud you for coming we'll, at us with that information. It's just a, we'll, sort we'll of a be, different forum. We'll be
4: saving the world next week
2: when next we talk next about. Week, it.
1: Yes, Bobby, yes, Bobby. Real
2: Yo.
4: quick, um, we might not have had the cool mom like Kenny had, ah. but our mother well allowed us to listen to whatever the fuck we wanted to listen to. As loud as we wanted to, just shut our door. mean, yeah. uh, so uh, we were very lucky, especially being raised in a Catholic family, who my mom was God fearing. She'd walk into my room, she saw all the fucking Eddie posters on my wall and goes, yeah. I'm Your number of the beast, and go, What the hell are you listening to? And I'd say, It's Iron Maiden. She goes, Okay, we'll just shut the door. You yeah. never say turn it off. She never said anything, so Good. I mean, yeah. I got to give Same. a shout out to mom just for that, just allowing Same. us to listen to all
1: that.
3: Same with my parents. they, I don't think they got it, but they let me do it until right. I ran away to see Metallica, and then they grounded me. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, they, they were never like, take it down. It's bad.
1: Right. So...
3: We did have friends
0: though that had parents that were buying into that whole, oh, yeah, uh, you know, yeah. and, and you mean, they wouldn't let guy... them listen to it, and wouldn't let them put posters up. And I mean, I, which guy are you think about? We're probably thinking about the same dude, that, right? The guy now.
3: whose but, mom burned my live after death DH, D H <laughs> VHS VHS. Thank you. It's so old, I can't remember. He she <laughs> burned it with lighter fluid in the front lawn. Well, oh, yeah. so no extreme, dude. Chances. Wow. Jeez.
0: Yeah, there you go. Probably the same person I'm thinking about, but there was a few of them.
2: Simon's over here saying, "I don't steal. Blame it on the LSD."
3: Exactly.
2: So Mm -hmm. I don't know. That's sort of like a double entendre there. You you negated the first one by saying the second one.
3: Uh, What (laughs)
2: are we blaming on the LSD if you don't steal? I don't know. Uh I think you you fell on your shoelace there, brother. But I I I have to excuse
3: myself.
2: We all we've all done some uh, amazingly <laughs> odd things to each other but uh, that was weird. Anyway,
0: L S <laughs> D might be initials for somebody too, but, you know, you never know.
2: Larry <laughs> Stephen Davis. Uh first Where did major concert to
0: take off too. I mean, that guy is probably in the bathroom now. That's I had it. to take we a might, whiz when I we stopped might hear, hear I some jump. weird stuff in a moment. Uh, Simon says yeah. we're
2: killing it though and we appreciate that man again this is, this <laughs> we, to think that we were going to limit this one to 35 minutes I looked at 35 minutes was like oh we're fucking going to it from. Yeah, 35 well, minutes too
0: many You're memories still with us at this point you know thank you <laughs> I'm sorry Jay <laughs> I'm sorry Jay whatever <laughs> is he apologizing because he had to run to the bathroom or because he stole his Nirvana tape hey, hey, is, that, is
4: that your real backyard right there now
0: this is it man this is this is my yard man this is this is this is what i got back here uh, I it's, um, Ninth, it's
4: 16 degrees here brother
0: no brother it's like 70 degrees it's just like it's today. not
2: here it's just not that here
4: i, I love your it's background nice. bro <laughs> it's
2: nice <laughs> it's a cool screensaver dude <laughs> it's, oh man I,
0: I like it. It's nice out here. Hey, he's
3: back. There he he's is, alive. Coming out All feeling dead. about ten pounds lighter. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I wish I could poop in forty seconds. That's insane. Um, Sorry about your bathroom, by the way,
3: Kenny. <laughs> oh man.
2: To Simon, thank you very much for loving the show. If you get a thank chance, you. Um, and if you Simon, haven't done so already, go ahead.
3: Simon, thank you very much for what you're doing and the people you work with. He's a first responder and he's out there taking care of people, man. And
4: what the hell? No, the
3: sign is real simple. It says wrap
2: it up. Thank you. Wrap it up. I set you up so fucking hard, Jay. I'm so sorry. But no, thank you for what you're doing, brother. (laughs) (laughs)
4: Lord
2: have mercy, dude. Uh, I feel uh, like dance. All right, we're not going to do it. What'd you say, Bill?
4: I'm on the front lines also.
2: He is. I guess yeah, I get sneezed <laughs> on at work
3: too, through a mask. <laughs> I
4: almost spit lemonade all over
3: my. Bobby, what do they call us again? I forgot. There um, e- we are. E- essential. essential. Essential workers. Yeah, essential I'm worker. I am considered a frontline worker. Also, food service cannabis. People right. need my drugs. Mm. People need the shiny. I take. I deliver shiny, shiny things to dull people. So that's what I do.
2: All right. Well, speaking speaking of dull people, thanks for you guys for coming and sh- and hanging out with us tonight. Uh, <laughs> and thanks to everybody in the comments section. Obviously, Russell, Brian, uh, Bobby, everybody I mentioned, the Some two Brians, uh, Canaman Goat, everybody, uh, Sparkles, all of you folks for coming and hanging out. Um We wanted to make this a short one, but at some point we realized that it doesn't matter. We wanted to talk about heavy metal. We have my brother here who introduced me to most of the music I listen to and and touch and in turn probably made some of you guys exposed to that. And we all, yeah. And through Bill,
3: it went to Bob and then it went to someone else, and then it ended up at me, so.
2: Yeah, there were all kinds of avenues into which we all we were all part of it, and I could, I, all, all my heavy metal memories, as this show is called, are attached to all of you guys, so thanks for being a part of this, um, and thanks for everyone who come, came and hang out in the comments section and uh, chilled out with us throughout the whole show. I think we had about 13 people hanging out with us at one point, nice. so. Miss so you, yeah, all. Pretty badass. you all, I love you all. But, Thank uh, you, uh, I miss you all. Anyway, all. Yes. Anyway, folks, do you guys, uh, Kenman, uh, Riles, Jay, doesn't have anything you got to say before we take off? I uh, yeah.
3: give it to this man.
4: We miss you, Neil Peart. Oh
3: yes, yes. and Kenny, good God.
0: Yes, I actually do want to take a quick moment to honor a very close friend of mine and my next door neighbor, um, Eddie Muniz. He passed away suddenly last Wednesday. Um, a really, really good human being. A father of three kids under sixteen. Um, unfortunately, he was doing treatment for cancer, and his body had just had too much and gave out on him. He's a, a really good person. We miss him terribly here. It's been a very rough week uh, for for us and in, in my neighborhood, and and of course, obviously, his family. And I just wanted to send some love his way for him and his family, and just to honor him. At, you know, at this moment in front of everybody. So,
2: Eddie Muniz, we yeah. we love you, and miss you.
4: Fuck cancer.
2: Yeah, Fuck rest cancer. in peace, man. Rest Fuck in peace. Fuck cancer. <clears throat> yeah, I can't say it enough. Um, there's, you know, uh, all of us in in this these boxes here have been touched in some way, whether directly or indirectly, um, by it, and it's and it's uh, it's disheartening. But you know, um, we are we know a lot of fighters, and we tend to associate ourselves with a lot of fighters. And uh, regardless of how strong it is, you are a fighter. Sometimes that cancer's a a bunch of fucking bullshit but rest and in peace man we're, we're sorry for your loss man for real yep.
3: and and how it affects those who are left behind
2: pretty much man well uh on that note guys thank you so much for coming and hanging out with us uh at tcsp aka the casually serious podcast this was the mixtape. this was the uh heavy metal memories episode thanks so much for my uh, my brother riles coming and hanging out jay's over there fading into the back uh power slaving it out there with eddie and uh our boy Kenman's up there just making me jealous, although I keep thinking of cockroaches. But anyway, man. Rats. Um, <laughs> he Not here.
0: Not here. No <laughs> he cockroaches. Races. I do have <laughs> rats, but I have no cockroaches. So Steven, Steven
3: Piercy is That's running around his backyard as we I speak. don't even
2: care. I'll fucking talk to the rats, bro. There's Roaches, there's forget it. There's
0: right there. Yeah, yeah. No, the rats are pretty cool,
3: actually. Anyway, guys, I love you I all, wish- man.
2: Thanks for so much. Uh, go ahead, Jay.
3: I wish we could hang out, dude. I wish all four of us could just sit back right now and have a couple drinks and just... Just continue this conversation, man, because it was a lot of fun. Eventually. Hello, hey, you, you and much. I,
0: Ken. You're right there next to me. We can hang out. Thank you I'm very welcome.
3: much to the Kenneth to Cowboy, as I know him, Bob. And Ken, man, I've known him. Follow-
1: I'm,
3: I'm 47. I've known Kenny for 44 years. So true. that's that's, true. that's the relationship we have.
4: I've known this guy for, let's see. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Since he's born. That's a, long years.
4: that's a little, that's, too, that's
3: not
0: fair that's not fair
3: brothers. My brothers from another mother man all you guys love you and thank you so much for including me in this conversation too, too. So, yeah. Yeah, it was you guys have a good night we'll be good in touch we will talk to you
1: soon